by Muskoka for Muskoka, your collection of Muskoka-based talk shows. Muskoka Magazine, The Bay, 88.7. Brought to you by Dairy Lane Dental, keeping Muskoka smiling for over 30 years. Visit DairyLaneDental.com. And welcome to the Riding Report. I'm Jeff Carter, and with me today, a municipal representative from the town of Bracebridge. So this is more like the municipal report. I have with me Mayor Rick Maloney, and welcome to the show, Rick. Jeff, thanks a lot for the invitation, and uh, thanks uh, to Hunters Bay to, uh, Radio for taking some interest in what's happening in the town of Bracebridge. I always love the town of Bracebridge, and so uh, do I. <laughs> there's lots going on there, and I'm I'm sorry that it's just taken so long for us to be able to to bring you in. At one point, we had a studio in Bracebridge, and unfortunately. Um, Nipissing University closed down and we uh, were forced to relocate, but uh, have not found an appropriate spot at the moment to put a Bracebridge studio in, but we, we hope one day to help. Certainly would welcome the opportunity, Jeff, for All sure. Right. Well, we'd love to be there. And uh, so it's uh, the first time that you've been in uh, since, I don't know, the days of Nipissing. I know that you were in uh, once or twice, but that was like five or six years ago now. And uh, so we've got you up here in the Huntsville studio to talk about what's going on in Bracebridge. And uh, I, I bumped into you just the other day at the Muskoka Airport, mm-hmm. uh, where there was a big announcement on uh, some funding for several businesses in Muskoka. And uh, it seems to be that Bracebridge is a happening place these days. And, you know, we were talking uh, quickly about the uh, new community center that uh, is just like flying up. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we're really, really happy with how our uh, Muskoka Lumber Community Center is uh, progressing in terms of the construction. I will say just on the offset, too, is that, you know, you're right. uh, Bracebridge is a growing community. Uh, The uh, last census numbers that uh, came in, uh, which I think were 2016 numbers, if I'm not mistaken, uh, show that uh, Bracebridge out of the uh, three uh, urban centers in Muskoka was uh, proportionally uh, the fastest growing municipality. We see that with a lot of uh, new development um, that's happening. We see that with a lot of new faces. I can tell you during the election campaign, knocking on doors and so many people that have moved to uh, our community from other regions. And uh, I can tell you that uh, folks are just uh, very happy with uh, the lifestyle that's being offered in Bracebridge. And that lifestyle is going to be enhanced with our new uh, Muskoka Lumber Community Center. You know, we're, uh, as you know, Jeff, we're replacing um, about 180 years worth of infrastructure. Our library is uh, over 100 years old. Uh, The arena is 80 years old. Uh, And uh, we're uh, building a new uh, arena and library and a new feature that's not offered in any other municipality, which is an indoor field house. So we're really excited about the project. And it's on target for uh, an opening of uh, mid to late uh, 2024. Perfect. And, you know, the town of Bracebridge has some pretty good facilities as far as recreation goes, you know, with the sportsplex and, and things like that. So um, what do you see this new facility once it's complete actually doing beyond, you know, providing services for the town? Well, it's going to be really a community hub, uh, you know, with uh, having the the library partner with uh, the arena and the field house opportunities. We see this as a community gathering space for all kinds of opportunities. And it's not just about 
you know, uh, the, the most obvious, which is the arena and hockey and, and things like that. Uh, it's opportunities uh, for the, our library to really kind of move into what um, a library is for the 21st century with a lot of really kind of cool um, uh, amenities like media rooms. And uh, there's a uh, maker space, which uh, has uh, uh, a lot of unique uh, types of equipment there, uh, 3D printing, uh uh, uh, VHS to uh, digital transfer uh, opportunities, uh, uh, just sewing, all kinds of really cool things that, you know, you can come in and say, listen, how do I get my old family videos from this old VHS to something that I can share with my family? And, and they'll have the equipment for that. Uh, somebody has an idea on a 3D printing idea or what they want to print. Uh, someone has some ideas on uh, other, you know, unique uh, tools and, and and equipment that the library will have. It's right there in your li- at the library. You, you know, you can. The library is much more than uh, a place to uh, um, be quiet and read a book. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, the other big thing that's obviously coming down the road for the town of Bracebridge and the surrounding area is a new hospital. Absolutely. So. Um, that uh, I, I don't think they determine the, they've determined what the location will be for this new hospital. I would imagine it'll be, um, I think, uh, a better access um, than your current location of your existing hospital, which I understand they cannot really do anything because it's landlocked. Mm-hmm. So it's an expansion um, is not really on the books. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, you know, uh, Muskoka Gonquin Healthcare uh, is going through their uh, uh, phase 1.2, 1.3, I believe it is, in their capital planning, uh, which is really uh, a part of that is uh, site selection for uh, a new site for their uh, Bracebridge Hospital, South Muskoka, South Muskoka Memorial Hospital. Um, the Muskoka Gonquin Healthcare has narrowed that down to, I believe, uh, five sites. I think three are probably. Uh, uh, they're taking a look at or have been taking a look at uh, fairly closely. Um, you know, uh, admittedly, the town of Bracebridge has uh, uh, offered a site as well uh, as, as one of the three for giving consideration to. And uh, uh, anyway, Mac is going through their process and, and, uh, and you know, running that through the checks and balances that they need to do to ensure that they pick a site that, as you say, is, uh, you know, allowing for future expansion, but also more accessible um, and, uh also is able to accommodate other all the other amenities that come with a hospital, whether that's uh, doctors' offices, pharmacies, even uh, you know the food services and accommodation services that generally you see that pop up in and around a hospital. So, you know, we're really excited for Mac that they're at this phase. Uh, we're excited for our community to see uh, the uh, replacement of and uh, uh, a new hospital. Uh, the current hospital f- facility has had a number of additions and. Uh, uh, but it's a 60-year-old building. The foundation of that is a 60-year-old building, and it needs to, uh, you know, as you say, uh, be able to uh, provide health care for, you know, the next uh, generations to come. So really looking ex- uh, excited about the opportunity. We expect that Mac will uh, come back with uh, their site selection probably in the middle of April. So that's uh, only a few short weeks away. All right. So, you know, that is, again, another major step forward for the town of Bracebridge. You add that to the uh, community center, which is going to be opening in the next few years. Uh, The addition of these two facilities is going to, I would think, drive even more people moving to your town. 
Well, absolutely. You know, and, and I look at uh, South Muskoka Memorial Hospital as, you know, just what the name says, you know, it's serving uh, the residents of South Muskoka and uh, uh, we don't want to exclude Gravenhurst uh, as they will have uh, full benefit of, uh, of a new hospital as well. But obviously uh, with a new hospital uh, and our commitment uh, uh, as a municipality for ensuring that we have the facilities and, you know, recreational and educational opportunities uh for generations to come uh, with our new Muskoka Lakes, uh, or sorry, Muskoka Lakes, Muskoka Lumber Community Center is, um, you know, absolutely what we want to um, have. And we've heard that from the from the community loud and clear is that, uh, you know, we want people want to have a community that is, you know, uh, providing the amenities that uh, uh, they're they're looking for. And, uh, you know, obviously a new hospital uh, and a new recreational complex is uh a couple of those ticky boxes for sure that uh, the community has said to us loud and clear that they want to see in, our, in Bracebridge. All right. Now let's talk about money. <laughs> I have none. <laughs> well, yes, I, I understand that. Um, you know, it's been widely reported that uh, the town of Bracebridge is probably one of the most indebted municipalities in the province. And you do have uh, a new hospital to pay for the your local share and in addition to that um, a very nice shiny new uh, community center that uh, you know still has to be paid for uh, how are you going to swing all of that well it's not how we're going to it's how we have been and uh, you know we have been um, you know obviously planning for a long time as long as i've been on council for the 12 years and now in my 13th year on bracebridge council uh, a, a new arena, uh, a new library has been part of that planning process. And, you know, I, I always equate it to how uh, you and I would, uh, you know, manage that uh, new car we're looking for. And, uh, you know, we, we uh, in this case, you know, probably looking at the new car and recognizing what that sticker price is, we'll say, listen, hey, I'm just not ready to buy it now, but I'm going to start putting some money away. And um, and building that into my budget so that uh, when it does come time to get that shiny new car, I'm not feeling the financial impact of that uh, as I would have if I didn't have that uh, kind of reserve or that saving or built that into my budget. We've been doing the same thing for at the town of Bracebridge for the last uh, dozen years at least. We've been putting money away. We've been kind of uh, guessing on what you know we would be looking at in terms of. Uh, any kind of a payment on an annual basis and trying to build that into our budgets for the last 12 years. We, you know, we don't have the arena. We haven't used the arena, but we've been paying for the arena. And when I say we, you know, through our uh, tax base, we've been uh, putting that money into reserve. Um, and, you know, of course, that's not going to cover the full cost of a new arena. It's a very expensive uh, proposition. You know, it's uh, no surprise. This project is $75 million. Um, but, uh, and, and, you know, we are going to have to rely on debentures and we have, uh, two debentures that, uh, of $25 million each that will be, uh, we have one in place already. We'll be uh, getting a second one, uh, in place, uh, sooner than later. Um, but those debenture payments, uh, have been built into our budget to, in, in many respects for the last, uh, number of years. And so we recognize that we didn't want to go to the tax base and say, you know, um, brand new arena, you have to pay for it. We've been planning it. Uh, we are taking a 25-year debenture, which uh, brings it into the realm of future generation use in terms of who's paying for this. So it's not the taxpayer today that's got the full burden. It'll be uh, 
you know, the plan is obviously to uh, spread that over time and, uh, and uh, certainly appreciate that there's going to be future generations of use for that facility and other generations of uh, taxpayers need to pay for it as well. All right. And what about the hospital and the local share? I mean, your local share will be higher than, say, North Muskoka with the Huntsville Hospital choosing to um, build on land they already have. You've got a brand new hospital and brand new land to to pay for. So I, I don't know what the difference is between your local share as the town of Bracebridge versus the local share that the town of Huntsville and surrounding municipalities will will chip in for. So what does that look like? And so how do it, you plan to pay for that? It's important to note that that you know the local share comp- component is not wholly a municipal local share component. It is a community. Uh, uh, local share components. So, you know, whatever the local share um, will be, uh, and we're working through that with Mac right now as uh, municipalities that, uh, you know, will fall into the catchment area of uh, both hospitals. Um, we're working through that process. And, you know, that includes not just the municipalities, individual municipalities like Bracebridge, Huntsville, Gravenhurst, um, but also um you know, the district of Muskoka. So, you know, the, the hospital and probably more so uh, from a local share perspective, uh, will be a, a more sh- a local share from the district of Muskoka than any other municipality because the hospitals serve Muskoka and area. Um, that also includes that local share component that includes uh, the, the foundations and what the foundations are able to raise. So there's a number of of players at the table that comprise what will be the local share for the hospital. Um, as you know, uh, the uh, hospital, um, the government pays 90% of the new uh, build for the two hospitals. It's that 10% of the build and anything else that goes, believe it or not, inside the hospital. So all the equipment, all the beds, all that stuff, that that uh, is uh, comprised of what the local share is. And, um, you know, I think the approach is, is that uh, we... Uh, Bracebridge and Gravenhurst will have some uh, advantage of having continued hospitals in their community, and and we will be paying more of a local share as a, as an individual municipality. But at the same time, uh, I think that the broader uh, perspective is that uh, this hospital is serving uh, Muskoka and area, including uh, our friends to the north and uh, um, um, the uh, uh, Amaguan area. Um, that you know, we're all contributing to ensure that uh, we are prepared to uh, uh, support our hospital and support Mac and support uh, healthcare going into the next uh, uh, 50, 60 years. All right. Well, we have to take a quick break at this point. We'll be right back. Your source for community. Muskoka made talk shows are on Muskoka Magazine, The Bay 887. Brought to you by Dairy Lane Dental, keeping Muskoka smiling for over 30 years. Visit dairylanedental.com. And welcome back to the Rodney Report. I'm Jeff Carter. And with me today, I have the Bracebridge Mayor, Rick Maloney. And we've been talking a little bit about money, but I thought I would uh, talk uh, a little bit about something I heard came out of um, council uh, just last uh, week or so, or in the last month, that there is, um, I guess, a push by the town of Bracebridge to campaign to the provincial government to help resolve the homelessness issue. And some of the numbers that were reported in your council meeting were absolutely mind-boggling. Huge increases in the number of people who are using 
uh, I'm going to say support systems uh, built in through the town and the district and the number of nights uh, that accommodations have had to be provided for people who, who need help is just like explosive, something like five or 600% increases over the last couple of years. Do you like to speak to that? Yeah, well, absolutely, Jeff, and thanks for raising that because absolutely it uh, sets you back in your seat. You know, you think that, I think a, a comment I made at that council meeting is that uh, there's the perception that uh, Muskoka is the land of fun and opportunity and, you know, there's silver spoons in our mouths and, you know, we are a small um, urban community that, uh, you know, has the challenges uh, even probably more so than other communities. You know, uh, we have a, a, a pretty significant seasonal uh, employment uh, base. Um, you know, we're always, every municipality is working on trying to, you know, bring more employment to their community. But, you know, fundamentally, it's a seasonal employment base. Um, the the employment that we do have is... Uh, you know, well below uh, provincial averages in terms of average income. Um, the, you noted uh, some of this, the facts about uh, or the increases in terms of homelessness. You know, the number of shelter hours in Muskoka have gone from, you know, uh, what was, I don't think, 1,400 or something like that to, and multiplied that by 600% uh, over the last uh, three or four years. 15,000 night stays. 15,000 night stays. Like, that's unbelievable. And 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 then on top of that, uh, you know, the number of uh, persons that are, you know, just a uh, district uh, support, uh, community services support away from losing their home. You know, we have uh, programs in place that if it wasn't for those programs, uh, there'd be a, a lot more folks that would be struggling and, and looking and, and finding themselves homeless. So, you know, uh, I the town of Bracebridge was uh, kind of first out of the gate uh, last week with, uh, you know, presenting a resolution for uh, council's consideration, which council did approve, which really is, uh, you know, bringing attention to it, but also uh, advocating with uh, both uh, provincial and federal governments about uh, this crisis. I also know that the district of Muskoka will be uh, seeing a similar resolution that will declare a uh, homelessness uh, uh, emergency and uh, similarly advocating uh, higher levels of government. Uh, the district uh, has uh, increased its funding uh, this budget round by about $350,000 into homeless, uh, homelessness uh, programming and supports. Um, and, and it just seems that those uh, programs and the money that we put into, the, uh, into homelessness and, and housing opportunities uh, really don't get below the iceberg, uh, the waterline of the iceberg. There's a lot of challenges out there, and uh, it's not done solely on the back of you know local government. It, we need partnerships. We need uh, upper level uh, government support. We need local community support um, if we're going to uh, uh, help uh, uh, persons in our community that are struggling. So, I'm really glad that our council supported the resolution and. Uh, I'll be doing my best to work with uh, both uh, our MPP and MP on uh, bringing attention to it. Uh, myself, uh, Town of Bracebridge, we're planning on a uh, legislative day down at Queen's Park to have opportunities to talk about this and other issues related to Bracebridge. So obviously we want to do our part in uh, advocating, but also want to do our part in uh, ensuring that we're you know, taking full advantage of the levers that we have at the local level to ensure that uh, you know, uh, there's opportunities for folks and, and that we help to address homelessness and and those that are struggling uh, and, and really make our healthy, our, our communities much more healthier and, and better places to live. 
So is the town of Bracebridge um, supportive of the provincial government's push to build more housing faster? I think that, uh, you know, philosophically, I think we all want to see more opportunities for attainable uh, housing and housing stock. Um, and, uh, you know, the, the provincial government has, uh, you know, through its Bill 23, uh, uh, presented uh, what they see as a direction to uh, fill, fulfill their commitment to more housing. Um, you know, I, I, I think there wouldn't be a, a politician in the world that would say they disagree with uh, opportunities to create more housing. I think that the conversation needs to be more uh, focused about the type of housing and the opportunities that are there for uh, more rental accommodation, uh, more entry-level attainable housing. Um, you know, one of the challenges we have in, in the District of Muskoka is that there's you know, 5,800 uh, units already approved on the books throughout the various uh, six municipalities. Of those uh, 5,800 um 56 of them, 5,600 of them are in the, uh, you know, towns of Bracebridge, Huntsville, and Gravenhurst. And of that 5,600, half of them have been on the books for 10 years or more. So there's, you know, land that has been approved, but there hasn't been the development on the land. And if we can, um, you know, kind of even push forward half of those approved uh, building uh, units that are on the books, that would uh, go a long way in helping to uh, uh, mitigate some of the challenges. But uh, you know, I, I don't see that this solution is going to be uh, anything other than uh, a commitment to build more uh, rental and uh, affordable, attainable housing stock. All right. Quickly running out of time, but uh, I did want to talk a little bit about uh, priorities going forward for the town of Bracebridge. I know that you've been working on um, putting a plan together. So in a couple of minutes or so, do you think you could sort of wrap that up for us? For sure, you're asking an Irishman to keep a, a limit on the on his talking here, but I'll do my best. I notice I only got to ask three <laughs> questions so far today. <laughs> well, you know, with a new council, and I can tell you that I'm very pleased with the composition of our new council and uh, all of our council members. The town of Bracebridge have, you know, come to the table with, uh, um, you know, their own uh, visions, but also common visions for the town, and uh, we went through uh, priority. Uh, planning uh, process early in this term of council that will kind of set the stage for the next four years. And, you know, no surprise that uh, one of the top priorities was housing and affordability of housing and homelessness in our community. And I, I just spoke on that, but uh, also the environment uh, we heard uh, loud and clear, and we continue to hear loud and clear that, uh, you know, uh, the environment is an absolute important uh, piece that needs to be considered in all of our decision-making at the municipal level. Um, we have just uh, approved our climate uh, action plan that has the ad adaptation uh, first phase to it. And uh, that'll be followed up by uh, the mitigation phase uh, as the next phase of our climate action plan. Um, but we're also uh, encouraging uh, long-term economic growth. You know, we, uh, you, we can't stand flat-footed as a community if, uh, you know, uh, people want to ensure that uh, we are a prosperous community, then we have to grow and growth uh um, I fully believe that growth needs to happen in the urban centers where you have all the facilities like transit and and amenities and facilities and all that stuff. So, you know, obviously we want uh, Bracebridge to continue to grow, but we want to do that in a, in a manner that is respectful of, uh, you know, our environment and also respectful of uh, what uh, our vision is of Bracebridge going forward. And I guess finally is really uh, the health and well-being of our community. You know, what... Uh, and we talked about that when we talk about homelessness. You know, there's so many people that struggle out there with 
you know, mental health and addictions and, um, and, and challenges in, in, you know, very difficult relationships. And, you know, one of the things that I'm uh, moving forward with this uh, later this spring and summer will be a mayor's roundtable that will bring uh, uh, groups like um, uh, the not-for-profits and the organizations that are out there working uh, uh, at the grassroots level uh, with uh, some of the challenges we have in our community and, and really look at what are some of the uh, short-term uh, uh, low-hanging fruit things that we can do as a municipality to help you out. And then what are some of the longer term things that we can tackle? So looking forward to that mayor's roundtable to talk about the community and health and well-being of our community. And uh, hopefully uh, once we're done that, I'll have a chance to come back here and share some of the thoughts that we heard from the community and what some of the actions we put into place. Okay, one last question, 30 seconds for an answer. How concerned are you about the potential for flooding this year? Well, you know, it uh, is obviously having gone through 2013 and 2019 as a deputy mayor standing with uh, Mayor Smith uh, through those, uh, uh, both of those incidents, obviously it's on the top of our list. And, uh, you know, every time that uh, this time of year rounds about, uh, it uh, is a heightened uh, uh, interest in where we are with the freshette. But uh, uh, we continue to work with the Ministry of Natural Resources and Forestry who brief us on uh, uh, where we are at with uh, potential flooding. Um, our town staff are prepared. They've gone through planning sessions already to be uh, prepared for anything that happens in the next uh, few weeks. So we're continuing to monitor it. We're continuing to work on communications back out of the public. And let's just hope that uh, you know we uh, get through the spring for Shet, uh without any challenges, but we're prepared to deal with it if we have to. All right. And that has been Rick Maloney, the mayor of Bracebridge. Thanks very much for coming in. Thank you, And uh, we, uh, of course, will invite you back anytime you want to come. Thank you. And that has been, again, Rick Maloney, the mayor of Bracebridge. And this has been the Rodney Report. I'm Jeff Carter.